This week on the 85s Potty, we catch up with Yuki from the Packeranger Titans, get some insight into their team history and delve into his involvement with the 1R grade. We catch up on the latest round and preview the weekend's games, including the top of the table, Old Boys versus Hussies game. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome back to week four of the 85s pod. Uh, another another week of 85s footy complete and things are moving along pretty well in the, in the competition now. Some big results over the weekend. Um, today we've got Yuki from uh, the Pack Taipans as coach now, I believe a former player as well. Thanks, thanks for joining us, mate. No, thanks for having me. All good. And obviously we've got Smurf as well. Smurf, you well? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Bit of a big weekend on Saturday, so yeah, trucking along. Big night. It was a, it was a good night. So um, yeah, get out and charge with the boys for a little bit. Yeah, nice one. So it was just a few celebratory drinks, was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, nice one. Sweet. All right, well... A few things to cover up before we kick into it, but we obviously had the competition on the on the page last week the, uh, for the Spikes Battler of the Week, and I believe we've got a winner, Smith. Yeah, yeah, no, there were uh, um, a few uh, honourable mentions, uh, a couple of fr- front row battlers uh, from Ponsonby and, and Eden, a few stalwarts that have managed to chop off their fingers uh, during Work time, I believe. Could be the same power tool as well. Uh, hookers as well, so probably a bit more spin and rotation on the on the ball going into the lineup. But uh, Alex uh, Manning and Alex Rao from, from Eden, special mention there. But uh, had a late one come through from, from Stevie Arnold about uh, Steph from uh, the Taipans. Prem Reserves halfback coming into 85s and being thrown straight in the front row. That's got to be something that's got to get your blood flowing, Dave. Yeah, that, that really epitomises battler status, I think. Um, I think we are a very worthy winner, if that's where you were leading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, get in touch with us on the 85s page and we'll send you out a merch pack. Um, feel free to take photos in it so we all know what the what's going on there. Yeah, exactly. Make sure that Halpin's actually fulfilling these uh, prize winners. I'm sure he is. Um, other news in 85s this week, there was an announcement. I'm not actually sure if this is public knowledge yet, but I think it is, um, around the National Cup. So, obviously, the 85's national comp was originally going to be, you know, limitless teams, basically. But I think they've cut it down to three or four teams from each union. So, it looks like uh, Auckland at this stage will have the top three teams will be entered. And with the top three teams from Harbour, top three from Counties, top three from Waikato, and four from Wellington. Um, so, it'll be straight into, I guess, a round. And then we're going to quarters, semis, and finals. So... Should be pretty interesting. It's, I think it'll, it'll probably be end up being, well, there'll probably need to be a third and fourth playoff uh, for Auckland by the sounds of it, unless we just take the rankings as of the end of round robin. But for teams that make it that far, it could be a pretty good little carrot at the end there, especially with four Wellington teams in the comp. There's, I think if you make, if you're an Auckland team and you make it past that first round, you're probably bound to end up playing someone from Wellington or at least Waikato or Counties for a little bus trip, which would be nice. So Yeah, yeah, or plane trip even. So it could be a little bit of uh, carnage down there. Yeah, well, I dare say that's a sort of a fly-in, fly-out scenario. I don't think they'll be putting you up anywhere. But um, it would be great for them to bring the billeting system back. Yeah, that's, look, worth discussing, you know, billeting system and then they get that red eye the next morning, Sunday morning. Um, yeah, nothing like um, going 80 minutes and then um, having to sleep over at your opposition's house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's really what the grade's all about, isn't it? We could even do billeting just within the Auckland comp. Yeah, you know? crikey. Mm-hmm. 
when guys have to when guys have to make the trip out to pack, you know, pack pack around, put up you know a few billets for those guys would be great. But anyway, in terms of the comp, it sounds like the first those preliminary games will be played sometime between the fifth of September and the twenty sixth. Then the quarters will be on the third of October, semi the tenth, and the final on the seventeenth. So long season for some, but it'd be pretty rewarding, pretty cool to be part of if if you're lucky enough to make it that far. Yeah, it should be should be great. I saw uh, Waikato eighty fives put up a table where they'd sort of combined all the competitions together to, to give a bit of a running table. So hopefully that's a, a weekly segment from them. Yeah, um, yeah. Who'd they, who'd they have on top there? Was that Upper Hutt? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, down in Wellington next week. So maybe we have to go and check it out. Yeah, scope them out. To be fair, because we haven't played the Wellington 85s team for a couple of years now, it's probably quite hard to know what the what the comparison is like. They're probably, I mean, I can imagine there's some pretty handy teams, but it'd be good to good to see the matchups, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice. Anyway, we'll move along and um, we'll, we'll uh, let give Yuki the stage for a little bit. So um, I, I guess it's a brief intro. Uh, now assistant coach or coach of the Taipans, is that right? Yeah, I'd say more of like a co-coaching situation going on. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and you're also, you're, you're also involved at um, St. Kent's as well. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, so I'm a teacher there, and I am yeah just currently coaching the one hour rugby team there as well. Oh yeah, cool, nice. And um, do, do you want to just give us, I guess, um, I guess from a Pekaranga standpoint, just a bit of a sort of a uh, a brief, I guess, history of yourself. I guess how long you've been involved. I guess it sounds like you've played as well. Highlights over the years, you know, and then just tell us a little bit about the type ends. I guess, and we'll just see where the combo goes. Yeah, uh, well, I've been part of the rugby club since 2011 now. Um, played mainly hooker, obviously hung up the boots last year. I wasn't really interested in playing any open grade when I finished school, so um, I think it was the under-19s back then. just wanted to play footy, so I just popped down to under-85 training, just picked whatever team I saw first. And um, the first team I joined was the Vipers. Uh, there were four teams back then. It was Pythons, Rattlers, Cobras and Vipers. And I think Vipers was mostly like a social team, uh, lots of youth. Uh, we ended up pretty low on the table and I remember losing to the Varsity Barbars once, which was um, kind of sums up what team we were back then. Humbling. The, yeah, it was quite <laughs> humble. Yeah, humbling experience there. Um, but anyway, um, after my first year, the Cobras were running along the players. So us, the Vipers and the Cobras linked up. Yeah. So turned to three teams, which was uh, the Pythons, Rattlers, and the Cobras. And um, I think that was just like a, um, every year it's just players started leaving the teams and all that. Mm. Um, by 2015, it was the Rattlers and Cobras left. I know the Pythons disbanded, I think 2014 or 15. I don't think many young Python boys were getting in there. Um, yeah, they certainly, they certainly were a team of uh, old stages, but um, but a trivia about the Pythons actually, uh, just to jump in quickly, that they they were yeah. the only team that haven't um, didn't win the comp, but managed to win the Space Shield. So yeah. um, they they won it twice, which is pretty awesome. Really, what just yeah, tipping yeah. up someone in the last round robin game? And yeah, yeah, and they sort of played the um, it must be eighth to to fifth, um, so it sort of ended up being like the grand final getting overshadowed by this this pallet like the old days they used to bring the pallet on a trailer to the game so yeah it was pretty awesome you'd yeah, see the trailer turn up pallet on the back and yeah mm. lots to play for just don't know if you could do that in 2020 now could you in the current climate 
Yeah, different era. Yeah, for sure. So obviously now we're, we're, we've got one team at Pickering and now Yuki, is there sort of, do you think it'll ever get back to that point where you guys have multiple teams or you kind of just look to consolidate one for now, make that strong and go from there or? Um, I'm not too sure, right? I think it's, it's just depending on the secondary school around us and um, what the numbers there are like. It's not necessarily us as a club that I guess got to do the hard yards and recruit or anything like that. The secondary school numbers and the weight grade restricted areas, I feel like needs to grow before we yeah. start seeing more numbers and more teams in under 85s. Did you get a few um, one-hour guys into your club this year? Uh, only one, and that was one of my ex-students, and I just brought him over because he was looking for somewhere to play. Yeah, nice. Uh, so, so you've been involved for quite a while then, nine years. Yeah, nine years now. First year as a coach, so it's quite, um, quite an interesting experience, you know coaching the boys that you've been playing with for not nine years but I've been playing with some of these guys since year nine so yeah yeah it's quite a bit of a trip Donald as well um he coached me when I was year 13 so oh really yeah you found coaching enjoyable though yeah I was never much of a physical guy yeah being 72 kilos most of my playing days Mm. and then um you know playing guys 15 13 kilos heavier than me all the time you know, I always found it pretty hard. Yeah, just being on the sideline, watching the boys play is quite, quite refreshing. Yeah, it's good. Easy, good way, good way not to get injured as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I haven't had um, any major injuries in my career, so I'm pretty fortunate in that situation. Oh, that's good. They got out of there unscathed. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good, time, good time to hang up the boots while you're, oh, while you're still yeah. all together in one piece. Um, how's the how's the one hour team at St Kent shaping up this year? My boys are alright. Um, we've only had two games so far, and both of them against Kings. We haven't really seen what the competition out there is like. I've got a pretty pretty tough group, um, mostly year eleven, year twelve, year thirteen. I've got one year nine kid, but yeah, lots of talent there, and those guys are pretty uh, committed and pretty motivated to play footy this year so it'll be exciting yeah nice is the is the is the school of st kent's putting a bit more um emphasis on that restricted grade now i know i think it was last year the year before there was a televised game mm. the restricted grade but i'm not sure yeah. if it's continued but yeah so last year they televised um one of the st kent's game i think it was st kent's versus kings we got new jerseys this year which is cool so we got the hoops um that always um motivates a lot of the students coming up we do two strength and conditionings a week and we have four field sessions. So, I mean, we have all the time and resources, I guess. Yeah, we are given the number one field to play on. We, uh, the curtain raises for the first 15. So I, th- I feel like the school is really supporting the grade. And yeah, we've got a good development squad as well. So we're identifying year nine, year 10s pretty early so that they can develop into not just the first team, but the one-hour competition as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Eh? That sounds, that's, obviously, that's really promising for, I guess, under-85 club footy, isn't it? 100%. If um, for the other schools around did the same thing, I mean, under-85s will look pretty promising in a few years. Yeah, I mean, that used to traditionally, the teams used to come out of sort of about a third or fourth grade teams, mm-hmm. um, particularly if they were full of seventh formers that you know, turn up at a club the next year, sort of yeah. looking to play 85. So hopefully we can get that transition back from, from school to, to club footy because it can be a little bit tricky. That's those sort of uh, years in between. 
Yeah, I, I think it's good for just rugby in general because a lot of the seventh grade, sixth grade players look up to that one hour competition and really see it as like a you know, like a team that they want to enter. So yeah, no, it's good. That's cool. It's um to be honest, I didn't I didn't know how much emphasis the school would actually put on it, but hearing it from yourself is um yeah, it's quite heartening, I guess, for the for the eighty five grade. It's a good thing. And I think it's really cool that um there's that the national cup going on. Um I also think the under eighty five field day where all the clubs go into one um one club yeah. and have games there. I think those things are really good for eighty five rugby and just you know, getting the mention and getting the word around. Yep. Good competition, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I might just jump back to um, just to finish off on the type ends quickly. Is there anything else? I guess obviously you say you sort of um, the type ends. I guess this group is relatively new now. New now. Is there sort of is there sort of anything you guys are doing? I guess culture wise to kind of um, make sure you keep this group together. I guess there's, there's sort of off field stuff as well that you're doing. Can you talk us through a little bit of a bit of that? Obviously, you know you probably got one or two trainings a week, but there's other things you yeah. might be doing too. We don't necessarily have any traditions as of yet. I think it's pretty difficult when there's huge turnover and players every year and the management team. Mm. But uh, we do have our afternoon our Wednesday beers. So we go back to the club after training on a Wednesday and have beers. During the summer, we just have it in the parking lot, which is pretty cool. <laughs> we were sort of talking uh, last week about uh, the number one supporters at uh, Grammar Tech and Varsity. Uh, you've got Pat's number one supporter as part of your management team this year. What does a bloke like uh, Sarnel bring to Typhon's environment? He's a good bloke. He's going sober this year, so he's not, uh, haven't really been involved in all the um, court session or drinking anything, which is actually probably good for him. Um, yeah, he's mad, mad enough without the gear, that bloke. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But no, he, he, he's a good fella. Um, I think the boys really respect who he is as a person and what he's accomplished in the rugby field. So, um, yeah, no, he's a good bloke to have. Any players uh, you think uh, need to keep, a look, keep an eye out for, for higher honours? Logan Kinnear, our seven. Yeah, he's um, a beast. Yeah, he's our vice-captain this year. Jamie Petford, um, I think a lot of people talk about him. Michael Taylor, our fullback. Um, we've got two young guns this year, which is Rory. Rory Kavanagh, who plays lock, and David Baker, who's uh, six this year. So those two, uh, yeah, just the guys to watch, I think. Yeah. Good. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for giving us a bit more, a bit more in-depth knowledge around the, the type ends. Sounds like you guys have got a pretty good crew together there. We'll, we'll jump into a quick review of last week, eh? And we'll go through uh, the week that was. First up, we had Far's Old Boys on Friday night uh, for the Waybanks Cup. Looks like the old boys got up 17-6 in the end. Um, we had our roving reporter, Rodri, or Rodders, give us a little bit of the inside scoop. He said it was pretty intense, a little bit of niggle from the Fars, which, um, which we felt the week before as well. Apparently, Harry Halpin had the, the old boys absolutely fizzing with a great pre-match speech. And man of the match was Jeff Hemis or Hermes. He came on after 10 minutes after Jimmy Kidd split his brow open. Sounded like he had a hell of a game. Um, I think it was actually pretty close. I think it was 10-6 for, for a lot of the game until the old boys scored near the end. So far as not far away by the sounds. And I think um, mm. old boys are certainly, I mean, on the table there. I think they're in the second now and they're probably, they'll be right there come the business end. So that's, I mean, obviously the Fars would have wanted to win that, but took them pretty close, which was good. 88 kegs I heard from uh, sources. 
for the big fella. So a couple more to go for this weekend. The Rodders, yeah, sorry, was bracketed, obviously, for good reason. Then also on Friday night, we had Squids Raiders. I was there, obviously. Uh, Squids got up 26-3 in the end. How did you survive the turf, Dave? Tom Herringer didn't survive the turf too well. He's um, completely cooked his knee. I'm not sure what he's done, but he was in a lot of pain. So he was, he was one victim. And Jack Halpin had the soap in the showers, rubbing everyone down to make sure there were no infections. So hopefully we took care of that side of things. Yeah, be um, spending the, everyone will be spending the rest of the week trying to get those bits of tyre out of their jocks. Yeah, yeah, it's nasty stuff. I think I, I mean, even as even as management, I still managed to get it in my shoes and my gumboots. So it was just ter- terrible stuff. Um, but no, it was a bloody good game actually. In the conditions, was it? It, was, it wasn't forecast to rain, but it rained for probably at least half the game. So it was a bit crazy, but pretty intense. D from both teams. The Raiders had a pretty good line out, run by Dan Ellingham, I believe. And those locks that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Smurf or Tidy as well. I think one of them's Harry, and the other one's Connor. I think one of them has yeah. the, one of them has the big mullet. He was pretty good. Yeah, Connor's got a hell of a haircut. Yeah, and him with um, John O'Willis, the old the old uh, stalwart throwing the ball, and they were just hitting the back all day, and we just had no idea. So they they did bloody well there. Probably edged them at scrum time slightly, and AI pushed us around the field pretty well, um, despite having a couple of kilos of strapping tape on his knee. But um, and um, managed to make it into the bin again. I saw. Yeah, we're actually starting to think it might be strategic from him just to get a little 10-minute breather. Yeah. Uh, he absolutely coat-hanged some guy. Probably could have been red, but um, anyway. Um, but then we had Maris Pack. Um, obviously, you'll have a little bit more uh, info on this one, Yuki, but it sounds yeah. like you guys were up 19 nil at one point, and then what happened? Yeah, that's great. I think we just got a little bit too cocky, eh? Yeah. On the try, um, we had Mitch Burkett go over the dead ball line scored a try over the dead ball line, which didn't count. So um, that's a no That's Battler of the Week nomination right there. Yeah, rough. yeah, I think just a little bit of uh, inexperience there, and we just let the boys um, let the boys in. Eh? Those Maris boys um, really gave it to us in that last 20 minutes, so full credit to them. Yeah, I, t- I chatted to Zach, who's their um, first five. He played at Barsley last year. He said that, um, yeah, they found their way back into the game pretty well. It sounds like Joe Kaido got man of the match. He played Barsley last year as well, despite getting a red card. What was the red card for, by the way? Uh, it was a clothesline over the sideline. Um, didn't look too bad on my side, but um, I guess the ref found it pretty malicious. Pretty offensive, yeah. He might have picked that one up from AI last year. But yeah, it sounds like Chris Wilson came on second half playing at number nine, played pretty well as well. So, yeah, promising for, uh, for Maris, but good for Pack to get the win in the end and take that. Yeah, we needed that one. Yeah, need that one. Then we went to Cox's Bay, Hussey's Debts, Smurf, probably a little bit closer than you would have liked. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of stretch on the sideline, but to be honest, I'd probably expect that sort of uh, sort of a game from the DCs, and particularly in the, the narrow field, it was just, you know, loggerheads the, the whole game and I think uh, maybe a little bit of experience, inexperience from our side as far as um, just getting a little bit stressed with the, the tight sideline. Uh, Jimmy the Kick, who's been kicking it 100%, I think he was 17 from 17 before the weekend, missed a couple of early penalty kicks and uh, Cork a slotted one from about 45, so I think it was three, might have been 3-0 at halftime. Uh, bit of a halftime rev up and scored a couple of tries after halftime and but the, um, no, the DCs were good. They played um, sort of typical DCs footy into everything, um, sort of uh, chahooing every uh, mistake you made and every big hit they made and sort of getting your heads a little bit. 
But um, yeah, I think they'll they'll be a challenge for most teams this year. But yeah, always good to come away with with the points against them. Um, so so yeah, but yeah, good game. Yeah, nice. And then we had Lizards, Lizards versus Legends on the main field at Colum Maiden. I clicked through the, the video. Lizards got up, I think, 50-odd to maybe one try. The Legends might have gotten the end. Looks like Josh, as predicted last week, picked up a brace. I also saw he uh, set up their prop, Richie Riley, really, or Riley, uh, for the first try in the right-hand corner, so he was into everything. And uh, Ryan Winks got man of the match at 15. But, uh, yeah, I think probably wasn't the best day for the Legends to be on the number one field there, it looks like. Eden are playing a bit more expensively than they probably have in previous years, and they found a lot of a lot of space down the two edges. So I think they're coming together pretty well as well. Um, yeah, number one field's been a bit of a hunting ground for them the last couple of years, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've we've lost a couple of times to them as well. But, I mean, we've never really we've never really faced the Lizards when they've played like I saw them on that video. They're playing super wide. They've got some pretty good outside backs, which perhaps they haven't always had or always used. So different style of play perhaps, which is which is good to see. And it looks like looks like the Lizards won the boat race as well, unfortunately for the Legends. <laughs> and going back to that actually I'll give the Raiders some credit. They actually smoked us in the boat races as well. So Logan's probably um, enforcing that post trainings most weeks, I guess. Bit of training. Yeah, well, Logan wasn't even there on Friday, but he obviously had a hand in the um, the boat race lineup because they had a couple of absolute guns. I think we we probably lost by at least a glass or two, so it wasn't great. A couple of guys have got life bans from our team for ever competing again. But anyway, we'll go into looking ahead to this week. Um, we'll get everyone's selections, and we'll have a little, have a bit of a look at who we think is going to come out on the right side of of these encounters. It's another pretty big week again. Looking at the table, it'll be kind of another moving week for, for some teams, whether they want to make the top four. We've got the Hustlers on 19 points, GTEC on 18, Lizards on 15, Squids 14, and then we've got the DCs and Taipans both locked up on nine, Fars on six, Raiders four, Maris one, Legends one. Uh, so probably from third to third to six, third to seventh, it's pretty, pretty tight. Any of those teams can comfortably make the top four, and I wouldn't even count out um, even any teams at this stage, I guess if you get in a run and win two or three in a row, you're probably going to be right in the hunt. Um, but we'll look at uh, Fars versus Raiders first up. Um, Smurf, what do you reckon about this one? Yeah, I think uh, just based on results, it's going to be a pretty gritty game. I think the Fars might might sneak it in, in unders. They, hopefully the win over you guys um, a couple of weeks ago gives them a bit of confidence with those... Um, in that last 20 minutes uh, where it really counts. So, so yeah, I think the Fars might sneak at 12 and under, but I think it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle out of Iraqi. Yuki, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. I think it'll be a bit of an arm wrestle. I think those are two pretty even teams out there. Um, I'm a big fan of the Raiders, especially in their full pack. Like one of you guys said, the guy with the mullet is an absolute gun. So, yeah, I'd go with Raiders 12 and under. Yeah, I'm a bit torn on this one, I think. I think the Raiders will definitely have a better pack, well, not not by much. But I think if it if, if the weather's not great as it's not meant to be, I think the Raiders might might edge them. But I mean, you got to give full credit to the Fars; they've put in some pretty good performances so far. But I think I'll go Raiders unders. Um, and then we've got Old Boys hosting the Hustlers. I think match of the round for mine. That's one versus two. Uh, Yuki, what do you think about this one? Uh, I think this will be an interesting one. It'll really help us get a gauge on what the old boys are like this year. Um, there's a lot of chat about there being a lot of levers in the old boys. You know, the Hussies got a really good pack, real physical. So I'll probably back them 12 and under. 
Yeah, nice. Smurf, you'll obviously be punting the hussies, but what do you think? Yeah, this is one in the calendar that we always mark down. We've got a pretty good rivalry with the, the old boys um, ever since been, they've been playing, we've been playing. Um, yeah, we seem to magnate towards each other, particularly uh, try and avoid them at semi-final time where they sort of put over us. I think it'll be pretty tight. I'll pick the Hussies 13 plus just to stick with, with current plan. But yeah, it'll be tight. They've got an epic forward pack. I think both teams sort of got about eight gulls each um, uh, floating around their teams. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be a heck of a game. Obviously, we had a good one over them last year, but it was just one of those days where everything clicked for us. And then um, the year before when we went out there and played them, they had 16 guys and uh, absolutely showed us up what Ticker was about. So, yeah, expecting a bit of that old boys Ticker on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think I think you're right. I think it'll be close. I don't... I think it'll just be interesting to see sort of the benchmark, really, because whoever wins this game is kind of probably going to go into the next few weeks as being the, the team to beat. So... Be interesting. I think I was. I didn't think the old boys. Maybe it, they only won that first game against Marist. I think they got home fifteen nil or nineteen nil. Um, but they've come back last couple of weeks with pretty strong results and beating the Fars twice the season as well. Maybe a couple of chinks in the armor for the Hustlers. Hard to say from the weekend. It doesn't sound like the debt's got overly close to threatening your line, but. Um, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to pick. I'm going to go. I'll, we'll go hussies this week, unders. But it'd be it's going to be interesting anyway. Uh, and then we've got squids versus Marist at Colin Maiden, Smurf. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how. Um, obviously, no school holidays. Marist will be um, pretty pumped after almost mowing down the pans on the on the weekend. So uh, hopefully they they come out and uh, rip into you guys. But I think. Um, you know, the, the squid's plenty of, of talent there. So I think they'll probably get get into the, the 13 plus. But yeah, hopefully Maris rip into you. Yeah, cool. Yuki? Yeah, Maris um, had a few injuries on the weekend against us and I hope they're all right. But um, yeah, heading into the squids game, there might be a few bodies down. So we'll go with squids 13 plus. Yeah, I'll go. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go squids 13 plus as well just because... That's my team. But, uh, yeah, we're pretty – I mean, it's no secret. We're, we're pretty depleted by uh, injuries this week and probably for the next couple of weeks as well. So it's going to be pretty tough, uh, especially in the back line. I think we'll be pretty light. So we've got a couple of ex-squids facing, facing us in the Maris back line. I'm sure they'll want to show up some of our boys. So I think it will be maybe tight for periods, but I'm hoping our four-pack will get us over the line. So we'll go 13-plus. Uh, and then we've got DC's hosting Eden as well at Colin Maiden Park. I think that one's on number six. Absolute dog of a track. Yeah, it wasn't too bad the other week actually. Oh shit! What you didn't you didn't do you didn't do enough hosing of the um, of the field on Friday night. It was, yeah, yeah. Held up, held up, not too bad. Well, it's raining um, right. It's raining right now, so it's probably not a great sign for it. Um, what do you reckon, Smith? Oh, I reckon this is going to be a cracker of a game as well. I reckon the DCs will take a. Um, they seem seem pretty upbeat um, on the weekend, and um, they get a few numbers around the training this week. Corker was talking up a, um, a few new faces coming into the fold that had some good credentials. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Lizards are, are ticking along really well at the moment. So maybe Lizards under, but um, it could go. I reckon that one could go either way. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, I think the the DCs last year put on a bit of a. Um, performance at sort of the last round of the game to sort of beat the Lizards at Gribblehurst so I reckon they'll be 
Peter will be pretty fizzed up to come and do it to them. Yeah, I reckon um, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Dead Sunders in this one. I think they'll take a lot of confidence out of last weekend against the Hussies. Uh, especially, I think they only had, they didn't even have a full, do they have a full squad against you on Saturday? I don't know if they did. No, I don't think so. But as you, as you were saying before, you know, like when you're in a situation like that, you take a lot of heart if you can take a team that close with, with limited numbers. So, yeah, I think they'll they'll look to be pretty confrontational with Eden. Eden won't take a step back either, but I think I think the Dets will get up at home there, 12 and under. All right, what do you reckon, Yuki? Yeah, I agree. I think Dets, 12 and under, they're both pretty physical teams. Um, Eden's been on form, but yeah, I think um, those DCs are just going to get up for this one. So yeah, DC's 12 and under. Yeah, nice. Um, and then we've got Pekaringa hosting Legends um, out in Pekaringa. Smurf, what do you reckon about this one? Yeah, I think it's going to be um, interesting to see where this one ends up. I think, um, yeah, I, I'm going to pick the, the Legends 12 and under, just uh, go back to my roots a little bit. But I think it'll be be pretty close, depending on the what field they're on out at. What field are you on at Pekaringa, uh, I think we're at the back in Lord Ellsmore. Five, mm. so it's yeah. Not, yeah. If you're not on Bell Park at Pakaranga, it uh, uh, makes for some interesting footy. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one pa- uh, pans out. Terrible pun. But. Yeah, yeah, I reckon I want to, I'll, pick, I'll pick the Legends as well. Sorry, Yuki, just because they're, <laughs> they're a varsity team. Yeah. Um, but I also think, I think they'll get a few more players back this week. And from what I saw on the, the tape on the from last weekend, looks like they they got in the right areas of the field. Looks like their ten's pretty handy. Um, their forward pack was reasonably strong as well. Managed to hold Eden, yep. and like through the midfield, they were fine. They were, as I said, they were a bit weak out wide, but um, they've got the makings of a team there. And if they get some numbers back, they might might be able to take you guys close. So I yeah, but I, mean, I think yeah, it'll be it'll be a close game. I think. What do you th- what are your thoughts? Yeah, I really thought that Legends uh, were going to be the dark horse team this year. You know, um, I think they had a pretty rough schedule for the last four weeks. So I don't think where they stand in the standings is really representative of who they who they are as a team. But yeah, I just got to pat my um, back my voice. So and let's go with um, let's be modest and go top and under. <laughs> Bit of rain on the cards, you reckon? Yeah, <laughs> Fair it'll still be an arm wrestle. Yeah, it'll be a tough game, and yeah, excited. Yeah, cool. Nice one. All right, sweet. Well, that wraps up the, the preview for the week. We'll just get into our uh, our sponsor segment from Spates with the rapid fire, Yuki, if you're ready. Ready to yeah, go. Mate. Hit me with some answers. Um, so first question, best ground you played at, 85's Rugby in Auckland? Uh, Colin Maiden, Field 10. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that place. Uh, it's Field of Dreams. Yeah. Uh, like big in goals. Yeah, big in goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't go dead on that one. They're actually the they're actually the um the the maximum legal size you can have for an in goal. I think it's twenty one or twenty two meters. Oh, yeah, it's a fun fact. Yeah, varsity varsity stalwart uh, Stu Mather, uh, when we were due to play there for like the first time, he devoted about thirty minutes of training to a secret tap move that involved um, a chip kick from five meters out. And he said you'd definitely score because of the you got to know the in goals. But yeah, didn't work. Um, worst ground, Yuki. Worst ground. I'm not a big fan of the Eden ground, mostly because I've never had a good memory there. Um, otherwise, I'd probably go the Rifles turf. Um, just small and you don't really have a place to warm up. 
Yeah. And the cage there, yeah, it was nasty. Yeah. And, and you're definitely scoring tries over the dead ball line there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, best player you've played against or even with? There was a guy in the College Rifles, Bombers, I think. He played hooker. I think his name's Jono. It's not Jono Willis. I think Jono Willis was a Raiders, if that's who you're talking about. He Is plays he... for the Raiders this year. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, Jono okay. Willis. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit of a gun. Um, I guess I'm being a hooker and him being on opposite side. It's always giving me a hard time, so I'll probably put him up there. Yeah, he looks like he was um, he was getting into a bit of a few verbal altercations on Friday as well with our hooker, Henry Parker. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll give it, it. Yeah, he'd actually uh, until I think it was last year when we we played them. We I think we just beat them. That was the first time he'd lost for fifty consecutive games for the Raiders, which is pretty impressive. Best off field player played against or with or having your environment. I guess just being in the front row. I'd say any boys in the front row club. Yeah, that'd be. Good, usually good buggers so yeah special place eh Smith yeah I mean I've been shoulder tapped a few times but um, yeah haven't managed to, to make it out there uh, certainly not since school anyway fair enough um, biggest grub that you've played against Yuki um, usually a few boys from DC's deck collectors usually they give us a hard time a couple of cheap shots here and there feel free to name uh, them if you know their names no, I don't know their names. I can't single any of them out. I guess they're just a pack in general that are just physical and wants to give it to you. But yeah. I know um, one of my old students is there now, uh, Ben Murphy. I saw him a couple of weeks ago playing for the DCs. Um, I think he suits it there. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, best club room for a post-match beer apart from your own? Colin Maiden. Yeah, oh. always good atmosphere there. You're a big, big Vasty fan. I don't mind that. <laughs> it's getting a bit greasy in here. <laughs> yes. Do you want a merch pack? We can just give you a merch pack. <laughs> um, no, nice. Cool. All right. Thanks for thanks for that, um, Yuki. It was great. It was great. It's great to have you on the pod tonight. We won't, we won't keep you too much longer. It was it was nice to hear hear your perspective about the grade, and especially pretty interesting about that one hour stuff as well. I think that's that's yeah. pretty cool. To be honest, I didn't even realize a lot of the, you know I didn't realize that schools were giving it so much emphasis. So that's. It's pretty cool to hear. Hopefully that starts to trickle through to, to Club Rugby at some point. Yeah. Um, you got anything else to add, Smurf, before we uh, ramp up our uh, our drive for more entries for the Spates Battle this week? Maybe just a, a, a quick shout-out to... Uh, I hear that the squids, Tom, wasn't the only one with a few knee issues recently, that a uh, friend of the show, James Hackett, may have uh, had a few knee issues on the uh, big proposal overseas. That must have gone well, down well on the camp. Ah, yes, former former goals, or I mean, he probably still consider himself a current goals uh, manager or co-manager, as we were. Um, yep, his 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 knee fully went. He's he's engaged now, happily engaged. Apparently, um, his his better half was writing the guest list the day they uh, the day he dropped the knee, so she's right into it, which will keep him busy, I'm sure. Oh, actually, one other thing I forgot to mention, Smurf, in the Hussies Debts game was shower watch. Cooney, were you in there? What was the story there? No, well, unfortunately, I wasn't. I had uh, both twins on on Saturday, so it was a bit of a shame not to to get in there. Uh, they're quite good showers at, at Cox's Bay for that sort of viewing platform, sort of yeah, the, the no the no door policy, yeah. Um, which which is a goodie. Uh, certainly doesn't play into to James's you know his playbook really. So um, I, I'd say it's definitely would have been shorts on on Saturday just because of the open short the open door policy. Yeah, fair enough. Well, we'll give him another nudge and hopefully he can um, look to rectify things next week. 
he'll be uh, oh he'll be at old boys old boys got nice showers as well actually i think they've taken the um but the, they've done something with the thermostat there they're bloody boiling hot if you get those ones that are like right under the club rooms great showers yeah good group showers beers uh particularly if you've got a couple of the um open weight teams uh there yeah sort of good camaraderie yeah yeah struggle to find a spot okay cool all right well, we'll i think that kind of wraps things up for the week but uh good luck for this weekend yuki hopefully you guys hopefully you guys go well against legends and smurf you guys go well um against the old boys and we'll see you guys all next week yes sounds good cheers mate oh thank you see you fellas cheers guys